honestly, this is just one of those weeks that make you just want to roll over and die in the video game industry because not nothing like happy happened. You know what I'm saying? Like it's literally the second week of the year. Everybody's finally settling down and people are getting fired. People got porn on fucking USB devices. Companies are splitting because they were never happy with each other. It's like a toxic Christmas. Honestly, I think that's what might have happened. Bungie and Activision would have showed up at their nice little family Christmas special. They sat down. They started arguing politics. And you know what? First week back or second week back, they go, I don't think this is going to work out. Anyway, systemically incorrect. Week two uh, video game season. How's it going? But like, like I said, it's just been a really shitty week for news. Like there's so much happening but none of it is good news. And that's the thing that's kind of sad about it. So anyway, kicking it off. So obviously I talked about it earlier, but Bungie and Activision are on the outs. They don't want to work together anymore. Um, they made it eight years of their 10 year contract. I don't, I guess for some reason, I guess if Activision isn't happy with you, they can tell you to leave or if Bungie wasn't happy. They can tell you to leave. That stuff hasn't really been reported on yet because it's all behind closed doors. So anyway, Kotaku was the first to report it. Um, so good news. Destiny is still completely under Bungie's control. Activision wants no part of it whatsoever. Um, it can't, this development comes after years of tension between two companies, tension that has existed since before the first Destiny even shipped. So here's where I come in. I don't think this is a miserable move for either person. And here's why. So obviously Destiny isn't the multi-billion dollar franchise that Activision wanted it to be. Activision wanted Halo 2.0 and they wanted it on their cert and they wanted to publish it and they wanted to advertise the hell out of it. They want a brand new IP for it. All the da 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 da. Money comes with it. Destiny isn't that, okay? So Destiny is a very successful franchise. Um nonetheless, because of all the freaking marketing they went into Destiny 2, for God's sakes. I mean, we all remember that one week after Destiny 2 came out, and literally every single person on the planet played Destiny 2. And then nobody wanted to play it anymore. So that's what I mean when I say that this is uh, kind of going back to what I said earlier. I don't think this is either parties. I don't think I think both parties are at fault, I guess, is what I'm saying. I don't think this is completely Activision's fault. Uh, I think Bungie obviously had some issues with the development of the game. Um, maybe Activision breathing down their neck contributed to how to how everything works. I guess, I guess that sucks as well. But really, at the end of the day, I mean, you can't sit back and say this is completely Activision's fault this is completely Bungie's fault okay Bungie's the people who are making the game Activision is the person who's selling the game it's two separate properties and they somehow have to work together so obviously they're not working that well together and that's why they split I don't know that's honestly um so Bungie put in a blog post they said we've enjoyed a successful eight-year run and would like to thank Activision for their partnership on Destiny um, they also went on to mention how Activision will f increase their focus on owned IP projects. And that's really interesting because Activision has their hands in a lot of really good IP, but it's a lot of IP we haven't seen in a while is the thing that's really interesting about it. Because if you remember back in like 2003, 2004, 2005, they had all those PS2 and early, and early, early Xbox games that Activision had its name on the box art for. That's why Activision is a publicly traded company to this day is because they have their hands on a lot of different IP and it can really go where they want with it. So Activision, I know, has been saying that they want to put out a movie. They just created a movie division, which I think is just asinine, by the way, because I just don't think video games and movies mix. OK, that's really all it is. I know video game IP and movies might mix. That's cool. But I don't think we're ever going to get a good video game movie, meaning I don't think Uncharted 2 could be a movie if it wanted to, because it just doesn't click because 
video games are built off of a player engaging with a story and having the story um, open itself up over time based on a player's actions, whether that be a linear linear story style or a not linear story style where people can move around, and make their own decisions, stuff like that. So that's my little two cents on the whole movie thing. Um, obviously, Activision still has their hands on Blizzard. So, I, I mean, Blizzard is just continuing to print money up to this point. I think that the more Activision tries to get involved with Blizzard's process is the more you're going to see Blizzard start to suffer because the second a publisher starts to get its hands on anything, and I think you could go back and see this on Disney and Star Wars, okay? Or Disney and Marvel is another good example. The second the big company starts to mainly wants to put its mark on the little company, well, not little company, but you know what I mean? On the little company who's putting out the work or creating the work, you're going to start seeing some things that just don't mix because creatives don't want to be told what to do. So at the end of the day, Activision, if you can keep your hands off of what's going on, then you'll be fine. Really? Like I seriously do believe that. What Activision's number one goal going forward should be is Activision should want to be the person that gets rid of problems for its developers. Okay. And what I mean by that is if let's say the next Bungie comes in that Activision buys because obviously Activision is going to be shopping a new developer because they want to put out another billion dollar game. So this new developer, Activision needs to go, what do we need to do to help you succeed? They don't need to go, here's what you're doing wrong, Bungie 2.0 or whatever this next company is. They need to go, what issues do you have right now and how can we make those disappear? And I think Sony Interactive is a good example of that. So Sony Interactive to say Naughty Dog, to Guerrilla Games, to any of these other really popular um, third party titles that they have. Um, I forget, love of God, I start to forget the second I go on camera. But they, Sony Interactive basically goes, what problems present themselves to you and how can we get rid of them? And that's kind of why you see Sony having all this success nowadays, because they really just want to basically help these companies succeed, because if those companies succeed and put out a really good game, Sony obviously profits from it. And that really just comes down to mainly, first of all, taking a step back and saying, all right, we don't know what is going to sell a billion dollars worth of units. Okay, like Activision needs to sit back and say that's we don't know. But main probably actually these companies do it's because they're the ones who have the creative people who are putting out the creative game, who are putting out the creative property. So if they can just, you know, take, take a step back and let them go. I don't know. I think I think it'd work out for them. So anyway, going back to Bungie and Activision, they said one of the most significant tensions between Bungie and Activision had been a long had long been the annualized schedule, which mandated the release of a new Destiny game or expansion every fall. And here is why Activision, you are shooting yourself in the foot is because you can't rush creative. Honestly, like boil it down to simple dollars and cents or some whatever, whatever you want to call it. The fact that you are forcing somebody to put out a property every year, that's not going to happen. You need to let these things simmer. You need to let these things sit in the pot and cook like like that's really the best thing you can say about it. Like there's no other way to put it. If you start rushing people, you're going to get shitty products and people are going to call you out on it. The video game industry has been the probably the leading industry to call people out when they put out shitty fucking products. Okay. So again, Activision, if you would just take a step back and go, what can we do to help you rather than what are you doing to help us? maybe you will be getting your hands on that next billion dollar IP. I mean, again, let's look at Blizzard. If you would just let them be because, or basically say, what do you need from us? Again, going back to what I said earlier, 
if you would just do that, maybe, just maybe, they'll start making you more and more and more money. Honestly, like if you could just take a step back. But going back to Bungie, they do have a brand new game in development because they got a $100 million investment from NetEase. Uh, I don't even know what NetEase is. I would, I, that's one of the things I didn't look up. But that means we're going to be getting a game that isn't Destiny from Bungie soon. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, what it will look like, I assume it will look like another... Well, I think, actually, if Bungie's smart, I think that they would not put out another space game because if they put out another fucking halo with a new coat of paint on it with call of duty gameplay then i think they're gonna get shot in the foot is because people are gonna call them out on it right away so um am i intrigued by the idea of bungie having a ton of money to play with and put out a brand new ip yes i am it's because well obviously because bungie's just got a great track record and actually i kind of enjoyed destiny but that's not I don't take pride in saying that I enjoy destiny is the other thing is do I enjoy sitting down and throwing away an hour and a half trying to grind like two or three weapons just so I can say I have them so I can play the game a little bit better. Not really. I mean, let's be real. And that's really all destiny is at the end of the day. You grind so you can get a tool and that tool helps you grind it better. That's really all destiny is. If you boil it down, I'm not proud of how much I enjoy playing that game, but I got to be honest, I do enjoy playing that game. So anyway, what will Destiny or what will Bungie do next? Uh, I I honestly couldn't tell you. I really don't know. I don't know what if you wanted me to say, hey, they're going to put out a cowboy game. It's going to be it's going to be the zombie apocalypse and it's going to be a multiplayer only game. I, I couldn't fucking tell you that. I don't know. What, I'm not in their writer's room, but obviously they have an idea at least of what it's going to look like. Um. I guess the one thing I could say is that I kind of hope they kind of take a step back from first world shooters. I'd like to see what Bungie can do once you make them do something different. Obviously, they are amongst the best when it comes to open or first person open world shooters. But really, it's like, uh, what else can you do? Honestly, I'd be really intrigued. And also, the last thing I want to put on this topic is so I want to send a message to you, Microsoft. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know where I'm going. Microsoft. You've been shopping to fill out your first party lineup for some time now. Okay. We got it. Okay. You've been doing a great job, boo boo. Obviously, you know, I'm really happy with what Microsoft's been doing. Bungie is walking out, walking around in the rain right now. It's lost. It doesn't know where it's going. And it's, it's ex, it's ex-boyfriend didn't like him that much. And it kicked him out of the house or ex-girlfriend. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. So Microsoft give Bungie a call. Send them the what you doing text. What have you been up to? How you been? Bungie just got out of a bad relationship. Microsoft, if you could scoop in on that and say, hey, what do we need to do to help you put out your next game? And if you get Bungie under your belt one more time, not even saying I want them to touch Halo. I don't even want them to touch Halo. Would it be cool to have Bungie name on Halo again? Yes, it probably makes Halo sell a ton more. Well, not a ton more because the common consumer doesn't know the difference, but... It'd, it'd make you sell more. But if you go, what can we do to help you put out Destiny 3? Which, yes, I do think Destiny 3 is coming. What do we need to do to help you sell Destiny 3 in this next game? And also, one of those titles is only available on Xbox, and the other title can go on all platforms. And also, you'll have the full support of the Windows Store and Microsoft, obviously, because everybody loves the fucking Windows Store. Well, I don't know if anybody likes the Windows Store, honestly, to be completely honest with you. Bungie, Microsoft, this could be the best reunion of all time. Ten years later, 
Bungie goes back to Microsoft, produces one third-party exclude or one first-party exclusive title and one title that goes on all the services. But both of those titles go live in the Windows uh, Store or Microsoft Xbox Windows Store, whatever it is on PC. That is a hell of a move. So it comes down to Microsoft. How much money do you got left in the tank? Can you afford a Bungie right now? I don't. I couldn't tell you how well Destiny Three would perform. Obviously, I know it would perform pretty well. I don't think it would perform nearly as well as Destiny Two did right out of the gate. And I, for the love of God, you could have got Destiny Two with all of its expansions for forty five, forty bucks for the past holiday season. So obviously, Destiny isn't in the best place right now. It's got time. You got a little more window shopping left in you, Microsoft. Anyway. Uh, this new this next story, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. Um, so Gearbox, the company that develops Borderlands, they develop some other stuff as well. But honestly, we only care about Borderlands. Unfortunately, well, obviously that's a bad thing to say, but Borderlands is what they're known for. It's what I love them for. And honestly, the fact that Gearbox kind of yells at you every single time you even mention it in their presence is a little asinine, to be honest with you. Just a douche move. So anyway, the former general counsel of game studio Gearbox. Oh, and by the way, this is from Kotaku, by the way. Another another Kotaku article. This is the week of Kotaku. Uh, And CEO Randy Pitchford are suing one another in a messy legal battle that sees both men accused of violating their legal duties to the company. The suit against Pitchford is is full of sensational allegations, including the accusation that the Gearbox CEO received a secret $12 million bonus from publisher Take-Two Interactive as an advance against Borderlands profits. Uh, and Wade Callender is the lawyer who is being um, who is being sued by Gearbox. Um, so basically, Randy Pitchford is getting sued because the lawyer said that he stole twelve million dollars worth of money from the company, and he called it a bonus. And also, he's getting sued. And also, Randy Pitchford, the CEO of Gearbox, is being sued by the lawyer because he's because it's claimed that Randy Pitchford has a USB drive, and I'm not making this up with child pornography on it, along with sensitive company files. So if you go back a little while, somebody dug up in an, in an old podcast, Randy Pitchford did, that said that there is, it does, it is true, Randy Pitchford has, says this USB drive exists, but there's no child porn on it. There's just straight porn on it. And Randy Pitchford would like you to know that he enjoys the cam girl porn. Um, if you... <laughs> I wouldn't even recommend going to listen to that shit. It's so disgusting. Um, not to yeah, but I, I'm not even going to get into that. That's messed up. Anyway, so, and then the lawyer's getting sued because he, the Gearbox issued the lawyer a credit card and he would charge basically every Tom, Dick, and Harry on the credit card. And also, um, the, it was said that the lawyer had issues finding a house in California. So the lawyer um, bought it with company money and he's been slow to pay them back. And so the lawyer got sued and then Randy Pitchford got sued. So that's how that works out. And honestly, this like this story is just as confusing as I made it out to be, honestly. Um, both sides are suing each other. This is first. Both sides are wrong. That's another thing which we don't know. We don't know if each of them have both done what they're accused of. So honestly, I don't even feel totally comfortable condemning anybody yet. The only person I feel like feel like I'm allowed to condemn Randy Pitchford for having, a, for having a USB drive of sensitive company files and pornography on it. I think that's one of the stupidest fucking things you could possibly do. 
first of all, dude, have you never heard of Pornhub? Like, porn's free nowadays. It's 2019. Get with it. Um, so that's the only thing I'm willing to condemn. Basically, we don't know how this is going to shake out for a little while because court cases tend to take way too long, probably at least a year. I don't know when these suits are down, when these suits are supposed to go down in court, but we're going to have to wait and see. Oh, uh, this is, uh, this is a, this is a shitty story in all honesty. Like, I don't even, I don't even like talking about this story. That's where I'm at with this because like, <sighs> I don't know. This isn't what video games are supposed to be about. Video games are supposed to be about enjoying yourselves, getting away from society. And this has got way too much society in it for me. So anyway, I don't even want to talk about it that much. It's just news that's happened. But basically, I don't know when Borderlands is going to come out. I don't, even th- I don't even know if it'll come out at this point because this is just, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so we got a clouded games market coming up amazon has just reached out and said that they want to get in the games uh cloud service so from cnbc uh competition is brewing among amazon google and microsoft in a different corner of the cloud market gaming amazon is planning a new gaming service but it probably won't become available before 2020 according to a new report and obviously this comes alongside google and microsoft also ea and now like so google Microsoft, EA, and now Verizon are all developing cloud gaming services. So that's why it's a clouded game market. Haha. <laughs> well done, Parker. Well done. Um, I mean, this is it's so early to try and even talk about this because we don't even know what the technology looks like. The idea of streaming a game has been talked about for some time now. I don't think it'll even I don't even think it'll become available until 5G is available because apparently 5G is this fucking magical internet service that people are developing. It's going to be going live here in maybe a year, maybe two years. We don't know yet. So obviously once that goes live, we'll be able to judge a little better. Anyway, so they're saying 2020. So that means next gen hardware. I don't care what anybody says. That's next gen hardware. So next year they're saying after 2020, I think is one of the earliest ones we'll see. And then again, we'll probably see Microsoft tease their Project X Cloud, which is their which is their cloud service. EA will tease their Project Atlas again. Again, neither of these are going to be ready by this year. I, I'm willing to bet my shoes on it. These really nice um, Nike Outlet Jordan trainers that I wear every day. I will bet those on it. Um, I don't think these are going to be ready this year. They'll be ready next. It might be ready next year, depending on where the internet is at. Because first of all, this is coming from a guy who still doesn't even have fucking internet at his house. In all honesty, like I, I have a nice little Verizon hotspot that I use that I get to play Xbox off of. But if I want to update my Xbox with these, ni- with these nice 15 gigabyte updates, I bring it to the office and I update it there. So the idea that now we're suddenly in a place where game streaming is going to be is going to become available is uh, I don't again it's like kind of like the VR market I don't believe the market is ready for it yet. I think that if you're going to offer it to the people who are able to pay for it and able to use it and able to enjoy it uh that'll be kind of cool for I guess for all the people on the west coast who actually have a kind of pretty good internet apparently but all us on the east coast who still don't have it yet I guess your SOL so how do I feel about this? I think game streaming is obviously the way of the future. I think we're going to keep getting away from physical releases, as I've said before. Do I think that the idea that I don't need to download a game to my Xbox and play it? I mean, in all honesty, I don't have an issue with downloading a game to my Xbox, to be completely honest with you. I guess maybe in like 10 years when games are starting to run 4K60 and games may probably take up like 150 gigabytes a game. Obviously, then I'm going to have an issue. But again, storage is going to be upgraded as well. That's how technology works. 
things are going to keep getting better and better and better. Uh, I guess you could say the same thing about internet. So internet's going to keep getting better and better and better. And so maybe streaming isn't all that, isn't that far out of the picture. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to judge technology that isn't even out yet is really where it comes down to whenever people kind of ask me about this. Like, I don't want to talk about this that much. Well, I guess I kind of have to because, you know, I have a video game show. But again, it's like put up or shut up. That's kind of where I've always been. I mean, we can tease this all day. But at the end of the day, if I don't see a demo with this running, if I don't see a demo of somebody streaming a heavy duty game like Red Dead Redemption at at it's got to be 4K now because that's where the industry, that's where the technology is going. People are playing games in 4K now. I think in the next five years, that's where it'll be the minimum playing in 4K. But I think that we need to see a, a demo of a big, heavy game like Red Dead, God of War, one of these big open world games playing and streaming that way. And then once I see that demo and once I see it working and once I see it running, I'm willing to say, OK, this is the way of the future. This is where we're going. Um, maybe the Wesley household will have to get some nicer Internet. So, which that's happening, by the way, I'm getting nicer internet. Then a little Parker behind the scenes in case you're curious. So yeah, basically put up or shut up. I'll be interested to see how the streaming market works out. I mean, there's a lot of people who are putting a lot of money behind this is also the thing because Google uh, introduced their service by streaming Assassin's Creed. And for the people who played it, they say it works and it works fine. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, we're gonna have to wait and see how the technology advances. I'm not willing to make any predictions as of right now because I don't even know what's gonna look like in the next five or 10 years with game streaming. But all I know is that Apple's probably gonna get involved next because if you're a tech company, you're putting money behind game streaming at this point. So anyway, uh, last news story before we play is this news. And so EA has canceled another open world Star Wars game. So EA Vancouver, which is large, uh, again from Kotaku, I'll get I'll figure this out after a couple weeks. So EA Vancouver, a large studio that mostly handles support for a variety of the publishers games, including FIFA and Battlefront, has been working on this open world Star Wars game since October 2017 when EA closed Visceral Games. So Visceral Games is known for the Dead Space games, which are those old uh, space horror games. Um, they haven't really been popular on next gen consoles. Well, I guess they, none of them came out on next gen consoles. Uh, they were really popular last gen in case you were unfamiliar with it. So the fact that another Star Wars game is getting canceled makes me believe that this EA Star Wars deal is pretty much done. I think we're going to see a new story coming up in the next year or so, pretty similar to this Bungie Activision, where EA and Star Wars are playing to part ways after uh, a not-so-healthy relationship. Because obviously Battlefield 2 was an issue. Um, the last uh, uh, Visceral Games was an issue. Um, now this is an issue. Uh, they canceled the Star Wars thirteen thirteen game. I mean, really, we haven't seen that many profitable Star Wars video games lately. I mean, Battle Battlefront two was obviously a shit show. I don't even want to talk about that because that I could have a forty five minute podcast alone talking about the shit show that was the Star Wars Battlefront two. And really, um, I mean. I can't think of anything else that they've done. I mean, they have that mobile game that's really popular. It's like Galactic. No, it's not. I don't want to. I don't even want to say what the name is. I don't know. I mean, they've got that. Mm, so they have this next game that they're working on, which I lose the name of it. But they had the really horrible, horrible tease of it at the EA press conference at E3 this year, where uh, Andrew and Renee sat down with the developer in the stands and he goes, we're working on the game. It's coming soon. 
you'll see it next year, which is just the stupidest fucking thing of all time. Whoever whoever greenlit that, I hope not to say I hope you lost your job, but I really hope somebody boofed you. Honestly, like, how could you <laughs> say that's a good idea? Oh, man, that was I, I think EA is so freaking done with E3 at this point. They just take it in the teeth every single freaking E3. But um, so yeah, EA had not shown any of EA Vancouver's open world Star Wars game publicly, and I can't think of anything else that I wanted to talk about. So yeah, so yeah, that game's canceled. It's not coming out. It will never come out. And the reason that they didn't want it to come out was because um, it was going to take too long. It was really, it's really at the end of the day, that's what they wanted to, it's what is why they canceled it is because they want a game in 2020. This game was not going to come out in 2020. This game was looking more like 2022, 2023. Because obviously, I, w- I would assume they would have transferred the assets from the old um, Amy Hedig Star Wars game, which is another Star Wars game that got canceled. Which, again, I think there's more canceled Star Wars EA games than there was games that came out at this point. So, obviously, it would have took some of the assets from that and put it into the production of this new game. But obviously, it's a completely brand new story. So, you have to re redo a lot of crap. Anyway. So here we are. Uh, I think we're five or six years into this EA Star Wars deal. Are they done? Absolutely. I can't. I can't imagine Disney going. You seriously didn't get us anything for our IP. But then again, Star Wars, the IP has been struggling like really hard lately. Like it's not been good to be a Star Wars fan lately. Solo, which, by the way, I just watched Solo yesterday. Um, I watched two hours of it thinking that the movie was over with. And then I pause it to go get like water or something. And I see I've got 30 minutes left of the freaking movie. So probably not going to finish that anytime soon. Uh, Last Jedi really sucked. Anyway, this is talking about Star Wars on a video game podcast, but Star Wars just has been taking into teeth lately. Maybe it's time to put Star Wars down for a little while. Maybe it's time to just be like, all right, after episode nine comes out, we're going to mainly just write books, do the TV shows. And then maybe we don't do another Star Wars movie for four or five years. Maybe again, too much Star Wars. It's definitely a thing, especially when the start when it's weird because the Star Wars universe is so much smaller than the Marvel universe is, which I mean, every Star Wars movie is kind of the same. If you think about it, you're in space. You're fighting one bad guy and all the characters are pretty much the same in all honesty. I mean, you have different aliens, you have different settings, but other than that, it's pretty much the same story every single time. So maybe it's time to put Star Wars down for a little while. Anyway, so let's play Is This News. I have two news stories this week. And again, Is This News coming from last week. So Epic Games receives an F from the Better Business Bureau. Um, so the Better Business Bureau is a th- is uh, an outside organization. It's not government funded. And they basically say, do you have a good business or do you have a bad business? And they gave the Epic an F. So, oh, also my, another issue with the Better Business Bureau is that it's been known to give out better grades if you kick cash in the direction of the Better Business Bureau. Which kind of goes against the whole thing about being an unbiased grading source. Uh, so, again... You can probably tell by now, is this news? No, this is not news. Who cares? Uh, the Better Business Bureau. I th- Honestly, people just wrote articles about this because Fortnite was in the title, which if something happens in Fortnite, you're going to get at least 50, well, I guess after 69,000 articles last year, probably going to get at least 100 articles from when somebody, when uh, Fortnite's in the news. Um, to give you a little context, Steam also has an F in the Better Business Bureau, but Steam has been, Steve just, tro- Steam just trolls it. Steam kind of puts it on display and wants everybody to know that they have an F by the Better Business Bureau, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, after the news broke, 
Epic changed its refund policy. So I thought that was a, that was a classy move by Epic to be like, listen, we know we 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 know that some people might not be happy with us. So here, uh, refunds have just been made easier. Again, I don't think that's Epic's fault. I don't think that's even Steam's fault for somebody fucking up, honestly. But the the fact that you're helping them out is pretty good. Um, yeah, obviously, Epic. If, if Epic screws up, I think that they need to be the one who's who gets the shit for it. But if they're not the one who fucks it up, then honestly, it's kind of on the other person. But yeah, again, not news. Anyway, so this this next um, this next one really pissed me off. So the title of the article is "Call of Duty boasts higher lifetime sales than Star Wars, Star Wars, and Marvel." Uh, this article mentioned the title once. It's like maybe a maybe a thousand word article. And honestly, you mentioned it once. This is really an article that was about the shakeups at Activision and about how they're basically cutting costs because Activision wants to save money on some things because they've got obviously they don't have destiny in their back pockets. They don't have, I don't think they'll be making that much money this year. Well, in you know, in retrospect to what most what that much money is to Activision. Uh Dick Move GameSpot, honestly, kind of really horrible journalisming. Um, so is this news? Uh, this is me just going off the, this is me just going off the headline of the article. This isn't even me going off of the actual article itself. Uh, I think it is news. Honestly, I think the idea, I think people don't necessarily know this and people don't keep track of it. That being said, a caveat to it is video games are $60. Movie tickets are $10. Okay. So it's not, I don't think it's bigger. I don't think Call of Duty is bigger than the MCU and Star Wars combined, but still Call of Duty makes it ass load of money every single year they put a new 60 dollar game every single year not including the dlc they always sell with it which called these i don't i think we'll continue to keep selling dlc alongside games even though a lot of companies have started to move away from it but at the same time it's like it's kind of a big deal they're selling a lot of freaking units okay so i think kids nowadays uh this is going to be a this is going to be an outrageous take i think kids nowadays are going to have a bigger attachment to call of duty than they will with Star Wars or Marvel in the next 30 years. In all honesty, I do think that's true. Because if you think about it, the MCU movies are really big for, obviously, people my age who grew up with them. So yeah, you got that. I grew up at the same time as when Call of Duty was going, was going crazy. Uh, I jumped into Modern Warfare 2, and that was when my 8th grade, 7th grade, or I'm sorry, 6th grade year, Black Ops was my 7th grade year, and Modern Warfare 3 was my eighth grade year. So obviously I grew up in the bulk of the Call of Duty time. So um, honestly, and to be completely honest with you, the only reason I'm so attached to Star Wars is because my dad and my brother would sit down and watch the old Star Wars movies. And that's, I mean, if I was watching the newest Star Wars movies, I really wouldn't be, wouldn't be that attached to it. Like it just wouldn't be that big of a deal. But Call of Duty, I was completely attached to. Call of Duty was my game for four or five years alongside Halo. Like, the idea that kids are going to be more attached to that than a couple of old movies or well, new movies in the MCU sense, which I don't know. I think Call of Duty will be bigger than Star Wars for kids. I don't think it'll be bigger than Marvel, though. I think Marvel's the one that everybody's like, OK, we can all we can all come together and make it bigger than Call of Duty. But anyway, pretty cool. I think the idea that um, a movie or I'm sorry, a video game is making that much more money than the best of the best when it comes to movies. Eh, it's pretty cool. But then again, 60 bucks compared to 10. You can't really argue that. So. 
Ugh, people are going to be giving me so much shit for what my definition of news is. I swear, I swear to God, I had a nightmare one time that I woke up and somebody like really famous tweeted at me. It's like, what the hell do you even say news is? And that's the stuff I dream about. So in case you were wondering. Uh, all right. So we'll do Parker's picks of the week and then we'll wrap it up kind of quick here. So two things I want to talk about this week. Um, and really, this is just my Parker's picks trailers of the week. So obviously, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer came out. And it's safe to say this trailer, I, I would say the last 30 seconds of this trailer is better than all three of the Captain Marvel trailers combined. And here's why. I'll actually give you reasoning. So what's cool about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is this is two trailers in one. OK, so this isn't one trailer. This is a Peter Parker trailer. And then this is a Spider-Man trailer. OK, so the first 45 seconds of the trailer is Peter Parker being a high school kid, obviously. And this is all after Endgame, which I'll get to that in a second. This is Peter Parker being a high schooler going on a trip. And then he doesn't even want to be Spider-Man really that, at that point. Which, what's up with number two Spider-Man movies not wanting to be Spider-Man? I mean, come on. I don't think Andrew Garfield movies did that, but anyway. So, and then we get to the next. And then, obviously, a complete change of tone when Nick Fury comes out. Which, that's awesome, by the way. The fact that Nick Fury's going to be in this movie is really cool. I think they're really, I think Marvel's put a lot of money behind this next Spider-Man movie. Because this is really the one that's going to seal the deal of Spider-Man being the Iron Man of the next phase of the MCU. Um, so, and then it completely changes, and then we, and then we get a Spider-Man trailer, and it's Peter, Peter slash Spider-Man doing a lot of Spider-Man things to get the gliding. I think the the fact that Spider-Man can glide now is pretty cool. Um, uh, he's fighting what seem to be the Elementals, which is cool. I mean, I don't really know anything about the Elementals. I know Parsons kind of gave me the whole rundown of what the Elementals are, which is cool, I guess. But really, I was just there to see Mysterio because <laughs> like 10 years ago, you would have never thought you would have saw Mysterio in a movie. But the fact that they actually gave him like a good actor, Jake Gyllenhaal is an awesome actor and they actually made him look really cool is awesome. So I really like that. So obviously this is a really good trailer. And also the final um, joke of the trailer where they're watching Mysterio on the news, the news broadcast, uh, all Peter and his friends and Flash goes, I like. I don't know, man. I, I still like I still like Spider-Man. I like him better than that guy. And they're like, why do you like Spider-Man so much? They like, and Flash is like, because he's great, man. I really respect him. And then he looks at Peter. He goes, what's up, dickwad? That's the best thing. Like, you can't you can't get anything better than that. That's so fucking funny. I don't care what anybody says. I laughed so hard when I saw that. And then I showed my whole family. And they all laughed at that. And honestly, laughed 10 times harder than I did at anything from Captain Marvel. So anyway, Captain Marvel, that's how you do a trailer. Sw switch up the perspective. Give it some humor. Give it a little bit of story. And honestly, uh, the action was probably better than the Captain Marvel trailer, too. But I think there'll be some cooler scenes in Captain Marvel than there will be in Spider-Man just because Captain Marvel's got some pretty dope powers. So I don't know. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Captain Marvel Hate 101 with Parker Wesley. And also, this just dropped literally before I started recording uh, John Wick Chapter 3 uh, Parabellum. So that trailer dropped. And honestly, this will be really short can't really judge a john wick trailer and i think i'm willing to accept that you can't do that because what are you going to show in the john wick chapter three trailer the story okay we know where it's going it takes place immediately after chapter two which again i'm brand new to the john wick trilogy by the way i just now got into it. i watched john wick chapter two i want to say two weeks ago and now i'm one of the biggest john wick fans ever i still gotta see chapter one though so don't give me any shit for that um so uh, what are you going to show in the chapter three trailer? I mean, you can't show all of the action, obviously, because that's what you show up to the movie for. But you can show you show motion blur, motion blur clips of the action. So st you can't really see stuff. Uh, that's cool. Um, Halle Berry is going to be in it. That's pretty cool. 
I think he's going to be her. I, I think she's going to be John Wick's new love interest. So that'll be pretty interesting because she seems to be like a badass. And I like that. She's got two dogs and the dogs are badasses. That's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, I think this will be bigger than the other two movies just because it has to be with where chapter two left off. And uh, John Wick riding a horse. That was pretty cool. But again, like it's not it wasn't a good trailer by any sense of imagination. It was just like, OK, cool. John Wick's coming out this year. That's really all I needed to know. But anyway, really good year for movies, really good year for games. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming. I know Anthem's coming up soon. That's what I'm looking forward to. I know a lot of people are looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 3. Obviously, people have been looking forward to that for the past 10 years. I'll probably try and jump in at Kingdom Hearts just to see what all the fuss is about. Obviously, I'm a big Disney fan, so you know I kind of got to give it the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, so I will see you next week, and hopefully the world hasn't collapsed by then, because obviously after this week's news, news cycle, kind of did. Really shitty week for news. Maybe we can get something a little more exciting. But anyway, we will see you next week. Bye.